to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randy Zellia from BackSportsPage.com. I'm a Marito Rivera with Level 1 Games in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. Uh, listen, if I ever, ever decided to step foot in the ring, I'm using that intro. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it doesn't get me that pumped, but it gets me pumped just enough, you know? You know you know what? So far, I think one of the big feedback things from all the wrestlers that we spoke to is they all love that like little rock intro. Like, Holy Danny, like, shit, there, there's um, there's guitars, you know? <laughs> well, did you saw Danny Limelight last week? Danny, like, while, while we're waiting to go on, he's yeah, like bobbing his head. Bobbing. And he's like, love that intro, man. And yeah. they love this picture on the screen like that. And Rivera. So, M, first off, I hope you had. A good time, a good, a good time since the last time you and I uh, were on air together, which was no, Danny, Danny I have not Lime. had a good time. I, I, I'm a miserable son bitch. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> listen, so much for being positive. All yeah, right. What's this positivity thing you speak of? I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just. I'm new here. Yeah. Uh, with apparently, with, uh, apparently, yes. <laughs> um, so this week's guest. Let's 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 just forego all the small talk now. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's this small? Why why have small talk? No, let's just have get small to talk. What was oh, I thinking? Exactly. Think too much here. Listen, I'm excited for this week. Uh, this week we have indie star Nasty Nate Erickson joining the show. Man, this is a, this was a fun interview. I'll tell you that much. He, he's one of us, bro. You shouldn't be that excited. Like he, he's a New Yorker, Yankee, Yankee fan. fan, exactly. Yankee fan. So he, he's one of us. And yeah. I was excited to talk to Nasty Nate. I was excited to talk Erickson. to him too. What? I was I was excited. No, you weren't. That's you not were just there. You're like a stump on a log. Look, silence. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I I I I thrive on your tears. Listen, I just want to let you know that you know I uh I I for some reason, as much as it's entertaining for me to see you so happy, and I be the re, the your 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 unbalanced feeling of hate is being directed towards me. As much as I like seeing you happy, I'm not sure if I like being the target. I'll, I'll be mm. honest with you. I think I'm gonna have to write a letter. I'm gonna write yeah, the letter. The yeah. owner of this. I'm writing a letter to the owner of this podcast. Get not, HR on the phone, and I'm <laughs> sure they will side with me. Damn it! Damn it! I'm angry, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> well, listen. Enough banter. Let's get to this interview, man. Like I said, we had a lot of fun with this guy. So let's get to it. Okay, we're back here on a Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Special guest time of the program, Nasty Nate Erickson, New York's finest, on the show with us this week. Nate, thanks for giving us some time, man. Really appreciate it. And, yep, pleasure's all yours, brother. Listen, oh, I, I do admit that the pleasure is ours. You are one of New York's – you're a New York native – and uh, listen, I want to know more about you. Randy, he's kind of weird because he doesn't jive with a lot of things you do. But I think that the, the, all, everything you do is great. So let me ask you a question. Like, how did you become a wrestling fan in, in the beginning? Like, to take me back to when all of this, this whole wrestling journey began. It was back in about 1975. I was just a little nasty guy. <clears throat> My grandfather loved 
loved professional wrestling. And I used to sit on his belly as a little kid watching wrestling with him. And from that moment, I was hooked. So what, um, what was it that you guys used to watch? Back then was um, WWF? Uh, WWF. The, 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 the oh. three Ws. Back in the game. day, back, back when Bruno was the man, Superstar was the, the legend, and Mr. Howdy Doody himself, Bobby Backlund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was watching back then. So that's what started this journey. So you started in 2014. I have that in my notes here. And mm -hmm. uh, what were you doing at that time? And what finally triggered that? Listen, I'm going down that rabbit hole of, of professional wrestling. Rabbit holes are cool with me, man. Um, I had recently retired from military service. I was in the Navy for 20 years. Thank you for your service, um, by the way. Yes, please. Thank you for your service. Um, I became a newspaper reporter, believe it or not. Really? And, <laughs> a man after my own heart right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep, keep your heart to yourself, pal. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, so uh, I'm working in my office, and a wrestling promoter comes in, and he's wanting to advertise a show. Well, I find out that the guy is old-school, mid-Atlantic championship wrestling, that era. Well, I love me some Ric Flair, okay. the nature boy, the goat, um, Blackjack Mulligan, all the old Mid-Atlantic stars, and we just start talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, talked for about three hours, nothing but wrestling. Uh, as he's getting ready to leave, I say to him, I'm like, hey, if you ever need any help, you need any you know, extra advertising, you want me to come up and help you set up the ring, let me know I'm your guy. Right there on the spot, he asked me if I want to be a special guest referee. Mm. And I said, sure. Well, I was main event, special guest referee, my first time out. I could not believe it. Anyway, um, all the boys, they, they really liked my work. Um, the promoter loved my work. So he had me back the next show. I'm setting up the ring. I'm, you know, guest refereeing again. Some of the guys are showing me a few moves, letting me, you know, run a couple of spots, and I'm hooked. I am beyond hooked. This is well, where you spiraled down, didn't you? <laughs> uh, it depends on your outlook on these things. But uh, uh, the next show, I'm refereeing. I come back after the first match. Promoter says, this is the last night you're ever going to referee for me. And, you know, I don't know much of anything. I'm like, did, did I do something wrong? You know, is there something I could do to fix this? He said, nope. From here on out, you will be talent. Oh, that is like and the I, worst you're dying to hear at that point, right? And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I have zero experience inside the ring as a, as a wrestler. I've had zero schooling. What do you expect from me? He says to me. Just go in there and be you, and everything else will fall into place. And here I am today. And that's that, that leads me into my next question. I'm going to let Randy get some questions in. I always feel right. like I'm hogging him, but he, he he's kind of bland sometimes with the whole vanilla stuff. I, I want to get to know you, you know? like So you, you were self-taught. You went in there right off the bat and just got in there and started whooping ass, right? Is that the wrong way of looking at it? 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, my very first match was a tag team match. It was it was me and the promoter against um, uh, some some masked goofball and his dork manager. Anyway, um, they jumped me before the match. They shaved my head, and no, 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 that that ain't gonna cut it. So my tag team partner comes out. He saves me. Later on, we have a match, and I don't mind saying it. I got whooped. I got whooped pretty good. Um, right up until my partner jumped in, made the save. We go on to victory. Mm-hmm. Let me fast forward from there because that tag team partner who stole my glory of my very first match what? is now a bitter rival who I hope and pray I see next month in Sugar Grove, North Carolina. In North Carolina. Listen, is it was that the guy who took your title? I heard some rumblings that someone stole a title from you. Is that that uh, guy? No, no, no. That's not him at all. Actually, the uh, the old decrepit fart who took my title. That is usually the case. His name is Miles Long. Uh-huh. Also known as James Klontz. Now, James is an old, old EC, not ECW, forgive me, WCW wrestler mm-hmm. way back in the early 90s. And then he went on to become flaming youth or flaming old guy, whatever he is. <laughs> anyway, it was myself defending my United States championship in a triple threat match against flaming old guy and the masked redneck. How do you come up with these guys? I have no idea. You know, it's North Carolina. It's Tennessee. It's that whole backwoods hillbilly garbage. Anyway, we're just coming out of COVID. Oh, and, this happened recently. Oh, very recently. This happened, uh, was it, back in uh, May. Okay. And yeah. Anyway, so I'm 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 going out there. I'm wearing my mask. I'm socially distancing. I'm being smart. Yeah, being being respectful. Fans. Yeah. I'm being respectful to those who are paying their money to see me. Exactly. Good guy. You you would not believe the people in 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 this in this arena booing me. What? I'm tr- I'm I'm trying to save their lives. I'm trying to impart my knowledge on them. Wearing my mask. Hey, no, don't touch me. No high fives, whatever, whatever. They're blowing me out of the building. Insane. So, yeah. And anyway, I'm taking the smart road. As soon as the bell rings, I'm going to let these two fools beat the hell out of each other. I'm just going to sit back, relax, watch the show for a little bit. Sure. And when I'm ready, I'll come back into the ring. I'll, I'll, I'll pin both of them. One, two, three. No problem. Well, guest commissioner decides that suddenly in a triple threat match, there are countouts. What? Since when? First time I've ever Very good that. question. Apparently since May. No count out or no, I could be counted out. I could be disqualified. Whoever heard of disqualifications in a triple? Never. Never. The bias. 
of this guest commissioner is irreprehensible. It is wrong. And since then, I have protested. I have refused to speak to anyone in the company. I have refused to perform for any fan anywhere until justice is served and I get my rematch. And I demand that that happens soon. What what a federation or promotion was this? Uh, Wrestling All-Stars Promotion, better known as WASP. WASP, um, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, they, they work out of, you know, the, the hillbilly capital of, of North Carolina and Tennessee. And it, it's, it's it yes. angers me that I have to go down there to get back what is should have never been taken from me in the first place. Wait, but if you got disqualified or counted out, how can they take the title from you? You can't lose the title the on disqualification or timeout. See, and that is the bias that I face whenever I am in that redneck hillbilly dump. I don't think they, they value the fact that they have this great, tall, handsome, smart, intelligent New Yorker. Mm-hmm. A, exactly. a person of class coming to them. I, I where is the appreciation? Like I again, you you should be protesting this. Well, see, that's the part I really don't understand. One of my little catchphrases or slogans, for a better word, is hashtag unhateable. I totally agree. Unhateable is more than just something cute that that I say from time to time. I am unhateable. Yeah. When people boo me, they're not booing me. Who can boo this, right? I think they're booing the 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 promotion, right? No, they are booing themselves. Well, I can see that as well. Just like Milky Vanilla Boy over here, they're booing themselves because they're not as smart as I am. Uh huh. They're not as good looking as I am. They are not as capable as I am. But overall, they're just not me. So they don't hate me. They hate themselves. Because I am. Hashtag unhateable. And listen, this is the first time we've spoken. We've never spoken before. That is correct. I can't hate you. Like You sound like a super cool dude. Well, but thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm going to turn it over to, to my buddy here because I feel bad. Uh, just not that bad, but I feel just a tad bad uh, that I have been hogging you up. You, He needs some of your glory, man. So, Randy, please enlighten us with your questions. Well, Nate, I wanted to go back a little bit to your fandom growing up for the for the world mm-hmm. of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, we had spoken. You let me know that Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Andre the Giant, some of the, the great names from the uh, – from from the early years of the, the the late 80s, early 90s. Can you talk about some of your favorite matches that you watched growing up and uh, and what kind of impact they had on you? I'm going to go back to the very first time I ever went to a live show. It was Thanksgiving, 1979, the Norfolk Scope Arena. The headline was Nature Boy Ric Flair versus Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. 
that match, little did I know way back then, that match would kind of pave the way for what Ric Flair would ultimately become. And I have I have traveled his his story. I have watched since the early days all the way to his retirement with Shawn Michaels and beyond. Um that's something I've never forgotten. Um I was there in New Orleans at WrestleMania 30. Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. The streak came to an end. Before the eruption of booze, you could hear a pin drop. Nobody, and I mean nobody, could have believed what we were witnessing. I myself, I thought, of okay, the referee is going to say, no, 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 it was only two. Never happened. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Yeah, I... I... I thought we would die with Undertaker undefeated at WrestleMania, honestly. I can tell you uh, right after that match, I went out to the concession area, uh, area to get something to drink. There were people on their cell phones screaming, crying. <laughs> there were people leaving WrestleMania 30 because they just couldn't, they, they couldn't cope. They couldn't deal with it. Yeah. Some some people said that that it was a similar reaction when San Martino finally lost the when San Martino lost yeah. to Ivan Koloff. The the night the garden was silenced. Wow. Yeah. And and correct me if I'm wrong too, you know, again, you growing up uh become, being a, a big fan of Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Andre the Giant. Was there anything that you saw from some of these uh great wrestlers that you were able to um you know, put for you, like, take those little things and start putting it in the ring. Since, you know, you were sort of self-trained that you were able to like, let me try this because I saw seeing them do that. Was there any uh, ideas of trying to do something like that? Um, well, any, any professional wrestler who tells you that every move that they've ever came up with or ever used was their idea, they're, they're full of crap. Um, Everyone takes a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and then they morph it into who they really are. And I like to think that while I may have taken a little bit from Ric Flair or a little bit from Steve Austin or a little bit from Hulk Hogan, it all becomes mine with my spin. See, one of the things uh, I used to train, uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it as far as you, um, but I used to train in the ring. And when I was training, I, I tried to block out everything current. Uh, is that something you aspire to that you do in your time? Like, I, I just won't watch wrestling. Uh, to get, I want to be as original as possible. Or do you still partake and, and, and take a little bit here, a little bit there? Anything from the current stuff? Um, I, I don't take a whole lot from the current stuff, mostly because a majority of the, uh, the current stuff is high flying, high spots, high impact, uh, moves off the top, dives through the ropes. That's not who I am. Um, I'm six foot four, 270 pounds of hard badass. Nice. Oh, I, my, my goal is to simply win and get paid. See, Emmanuel, I like that. 
<laughs> man after my own heart. Now, you're a big dude, man, and you look tough as hell. But this is pro wrestling. We've seen injuries before. Uh, I'm sure you, you've dealt with them. How have you dealt with them, and how have you come back? Because some people have been debilitated from, from being injured in the ring. They get traumatized. They don't want to come back in. But I want to get your mindset like what what goes through your mind you 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 come back from that injury and you go in there and you raise hell like I just want to get into your head well th this goes back to as I said earlier my time in the military uh, we don't quit nice when when the chips are down and you need to know who you really are as a person it's gut check time mm -hmm. if you can't hack it Sorry about your luck. Get out of my way. I'm blowing through this. And every day you just put, you know, one, one leg on at a time, one foot in front of the other, and you push and you push and you push. And Nate, so can you tell us where you're going to be performing over the next couple of weeks? Um, well, things are still opening up slowly uh come july 24th i will be in sugar grove north carolina at the old cove creek gym uh we're putting on a show uh with the nawa which is also out of north carolina uh it's a co-promotion with uh them and wrestling all-stars promotion so let me ask you a question, because I'm I'm sitting here thinking, and like I said, you're, you're a very interesting guy, man. I, I I look at I look at you, and I don't quite see myself. I see somebody a little above myself, but I I kind of see that New York swagger. You have to have gotten into some crazy situations, whether it be with fans <laughs> or traveling or even in the ring. Can you can you share some of those stories with us? Well, is, is, is this show PG, PG-13? It's not 100% PG-13, so if you got a curse, listen, let them fly, man. I want to see the real you. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> wow, a story. Um, I'll give you a story. All right. Um, uh, this is while I was in the Navy. Okay. And... I go to a wrestling event and there's a meet and greet with uh, military members beforehand and I'm part of the meet and greet. I meet Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. Unhateable. Anyway, so I'm speaking to him. Uh, no thoughts of becoming a pro wrestler at this point. Uh, you know, one of those pipe dreams. Oh, when I was a kid, I want to do. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm standing there with Mark Henry. I'm getting my picture taken with him. And I look at him and I'm like, damn, dude, you're, you're enormous. And he looked at me and he said, uh, you're as tall as I am. You're as wide as I am. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not as big as you are. He said, you're no slouch yourself. And I, I listened to that and I thought, huh. I wonder if I have what it takes. Do I have what it takes to do what you do? Well, you know, the years go by and again, it's still one of those pipe dream things. And uh, 
eventually I, I get into the business and I meet up with the biggest phony I, as a New Yorker, have ever come across. The boy from New York City is what they used to call him. Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant. Handsome Jimmy. You got a receipt coming your way, pal. You know what you did. And it's coming. Whether you want it or whether or not, it doesn't matter. That receipt's coming. Dude, that's... Yeah, I want to see that. Because that's some <laughs> intensity right there. I, whatever he did, pretty sure he deserves it. He knows what he did, and he's got one coming. <laughs> so, Randy, do you have anything uh, to add to this? Because you've been silent. You've been looking at us in awe at this whole time. You know, see, Nate, that's also, the thing. He's scared. He's scared yeah, because he's not as good as you are. I don't get it. He's... All right, go ahead. Ask your question. Come on. Here, here's, no. your, here's your time in the limelight. Let's go, pal. If you had to uh, pick a match that you've had that you considered your favorite match that you would recommend someone to you know look you up, what would it be? Uh, the night I won the United States Championship for Miles Long. Nice. So guys, that that, that was a great match. And what was it like for you to sort of hold up that championship the first time? Again, you started a little later than a lot of other uh, wrestlers and winning that championship. What was that feeling like for you? It was validation for me that I knew I made the right decision that I was made for this. And I am. You know it. You know it. Oh, definitely. Unhateable. Go ahead, Randy. No, Nate, uh, I, you know, I want to let everybody know you can follow you on Facebook if you want to give everybody the Facebook address. Wait, Randy, we're not done with this guy. I know. I, I, want, to, I want to make sure he gets his it's proper. Cool. Well, proper. you say it because not everybody watches this. Some people listen to it. So I guess he does have a point. Give us your Facebook, man. It's na Nasty Nate Erickson on Facebook. Look me up. You'll find me. So I have just maybe two questions left, and then I will stop taking up your precious time. So question number one, if you can face anybody from past or present, who would you whoop ass on? Whose <laughs> ass would you whoop? <laughs> so as if there were any question, yes, I would be whooping that ass. But... I think, for me, personally, I would want to take that crown, King of New York, from Bruno. So, I would love, I would have loved an opportunity for me and Bruno, main event in the garden, just once. Nice. See, I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest with you. That, that's really impressive. One last thing before we let you go. Like I said, I know you're a busy man. You're a smart, handsome, tall dude. You got better things to do than to speak to us, a New Yorker. Well, not me a little bit, but and then a, a guy from Jersey. So we know how yeah, we feel yeah. about Jersey. So yeah, go make a left, pal. <laughs> 
one thing I noticed on your, on your uh, Facebook was that you were working on a T-shirt. And it was a pretty cool uh, T-shirt, but I wanted to see the status of it. Has it come out yet? Uh, what was it? It was anyone, any time, any place. I thought that was impressive as hell, and I, I, I got a chuck out of it. I was like, that was something, that's something I would wear. So what's unfortunately, the unfortunately, they never were made. No! I could not find a print shop willing to grant me free advertising for them. Wow. All they had to do was print up my shirt, and they would have had free advertising from here to Timbuktu. But no, they didn't want to print it. That's so that that shirt has been put on hiatus. Is that like still some of that New York bias? You know, like they they look at you, Absolutely. And they see you with the Yankee logo. I don't know why they hate on the Yankee logo too. It's like it's one of the greatest baseball teams in in history. What is it? Twenty seven, baby. Greatest ever. Yeah, in any franchise. Greatest ever. In any sport. More world championships than Ric Flair. Exactly. More world championships <laughs> than anybody. Yeah. I don't get the hate. Now. I don't get the hate on us New Yorkers. Listen, jealousy. Exactly. They don't hate the they don't hate New Yorkers, they hate themselves wherever they're from. Exactly, because they're not from here. So anybody, exactly. if there's any printing company, listen, print this guy's shirt, man. I'd buy one. I'd wear it proudly. Listen, they, but, they make great stocking stuffers at Christmas, too. Exactly. I would give that away. I, I'd give it as mm -hmm. presents. But listen, we've taken enough of your time. Look, tell us one more time your social media so people can see this. And when there's a T-shirt, they'll know where to order it from. Absolutely. And, it's Nate Erickson at Facebook. And uh, see photos. You can see videos. Um, I, I post any event I'm going to be at, so, um, check me out. Listen, thank you so much for your time, man. It was a pleasure sitting down, speaking to a fellow New Yorker and a good guy like yourself, man. Keep it up and go whoop some ass, man. You got it, brother. Unhateable. There you go. <laughs> Thanks again for your time. Thank you, sir. Okay, so we're back, and that was Nasty Nate Erickson, and apparently I, I, I angered him. I don't know what I did. You know what you did. You were just being you. Listen, that dude gained a fan in me today. So, Why, because he, he was beating me up? Well, I mean, anybody that beats you up. Hmm. I understand. All right, well, listen. We'd like to thank Andrew Fumi for making us look and sound as good as we do. Thank you, Andrew. We always appreciate it. And you can follow the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast on social media at Instagram, the Cut PW Podcast, on Twitter, Cut Wrestling BSP, and on Facebook, the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. And we are located where all podcasts are found. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review. Let us know that you like what we're doing. We're trying to have as much fun, not only just Em and I bantering with each other, but with not only talking with some of the great young stars and some of the veterans as well in this industry. And we're doing it all for you guys. So just let us know that you're out there. Give us a comment. Give us a review. Give us a like. And just let us know you enjoy what we're doing. And listen, before we go, 
I have to say that today I'm the one that sounds crappy. You sound amazing. I'm going to give you this one rare compliment. Hold on. I myself, hold on. Can you say it again so I can get it on video? No, no. I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Randy Zellier from BackSportsPage.com. I'm Rita Rivera from Pompton Plains, New Jersey, Level 1 Games. And we'll see you next time on The Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast.